Love is the, the greatest thing we can do during a time of pain, faith, hope, and love, hoping for a better day, and just staying together, leaning on each other and, and keeping to get each other together. So, yeah, my Christianity doesn't stop here, and that's how we endured tough times. Every leader faces challenges on a daily basis, and the way we navigate those challenges can make a deep and lasting impact for time and eternity. We're helping leaders discover practical tools based on biblical principles and helping you create like-minded communities who will walk with you as you lead your organization to health. Welcome to the Healthy Leaders Podcast. Hello, friend. I'm your host, Peter Hartzell. Welcome to the podcast, and I'm happy to be with you today. We are on our continuing our series, Other Forms of Currency. I believe we are on part six today, and we're talking about how to handle tough times. And our subtext or subtitle here is, My Christianity Doesn't Stop Here. <laughs> so we'll, we'll kind of explore what that means. Uh, but even though you do everything the right way, even if you follow all the plans and all the stuff that we've talked about in the last several um, episodes, there's still some external things that can happen that you have no control over, or maybe you should have control over. You should be able to see it or, or anticipate it. But there's stuff that happens. There's stuff that happens that kind of catches you off guard or blindsides you. I think uh, the, the COVID pandemic was one of those examples of something that kind of caught everybody off guard. It kind of came out of the blue and, and it had a, a very large uh, ripple effect and, and impact across the whole world. And so uh, how do we handle tough times? How do we, what do we do in, in circumstances, situations where we're doing everything the right way and then some a wrench is thrown in the into the engine and and things stop going the way that they were going. What does it mean, Phil, when you say my Christianity doesn't stop here? What does that mean? Well, so I I guess I'll give the spoiler first. A lot of people who claim to be Christian leaders, hmm. when it gets really tough, they go, "This is as far as I go. You're on your own. Hmm. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to let you go." But I never believed that way. I always I always believed that. If we're here together and we're for each other, if the company goes down, we're going to go down together. <laughs> so I'll give you some examples. Um, let's go back to 2007, where a lot of this started. I was praying one morning, and, and we had a normal workplace. By normal, I mean there was a lot of drama. There was poor workmanship. Stuff wasn't going out on time. People were actually yelling at each other and cursing each other on the plant floor almost punching each other. And as I was praying, I heard God say, don't take my name off. Don't call this a Christian company if you're going to allow this. And so I, 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 I wrote a prayer. I wrote an agonizing prayer to God and made a promise to God that, that I would obey God even if it meant closing the company because I really didn't care so much about the wealth as I did about wanting a godly company. So I started meeting with people, and uh, I, one person I met with, and he had gotten into an argument with his father, and his father killed himself that night. And another one, his, his wife had died, and he hadn't gotten over it. And one story after another, I mean, people were really struggling with a lot of pain. And there was poor workmanship going out, and 
And so people had really, really good reasons for doing this. And my heart went out to them. And, and, but then I said, somehow there's got to be some way to leave this outside because it's, it's affecting the families, the other families in the company, and it's affecting our customers, the quality of the work, the drama. We can't bill for that. We can't send the customer a bill and say we argued for an hour. We can't send the customer a bill and say we had to redo something three times. So I, I, I prayed an agonizing prayer, and I met with my management team, and they supported me. And I started meeting with people. And, and I asked, again, I asked them, why, why are you doing this? And, and, and I, I said, look, I'll do everything I can to help you, but it can't, it's got to stop. We can't do this here. Um, we're, we're not a nonprofit. I can't go to your wife and say, Peter, I can't pay you today because Mike's problem is, is draining our company's resources. Right. So... Uh, what do I do? So I started meeting one-on-one with people and I offered them different options. I said, look, I'll bring a pastor in. You name the pastor, I'll bring him in. I'll pay him to come in. I'll give you three sessions, 30-minute sessions on the clock. I'll pay for it. Or if you need to go to a therapist, whatever you need. But we've got to get through this. We can't let this happen here. And we had... um, it was legitimate pain, but it took several months. It wasn't just a quick process of kicking people out. And when we got done, we had three people left on the plant floor. We had a million-dollar backlog, manufacturing backlog. And we did have some office people. And I didn't know how this was going to work out, but I just was determined I was going to be faithful to God and do what God said. And somehow, I don't remember how, but somehow we made it through in 2007. Actually, was the best year we had ever had up until then. We implemented a few, uh, several things. Uh, so there were just a number of miracles, and, and people rose up to leadership. One thing I learned is that when you have a toxic environment, it, uh, it stifles the people who are, it, it hinders people from working. And when you have a healthy environment, People do their best. It's like you take the oxygen out of the air. Uh, a lot of times you've got superstars who are hindering people because they want to get all the credit. But the, the greatest workers are the ones who want the, the team to win rather than, regardless of who gets the credit. Mm-hmm. So, so we made it through. And, but I had, this, uh, I had a, uh, a policy never to let a good person go. And uh, in 2011, again, it came up again, and we were going through a recession, and we paid people just to come to work. And I don't know if we did the right thing or not. Uh, we did do some semi-layoffs. There was a, um, a, pro- a government program that, that if you, worked, you could work a 30-hour week and get six hours of unemployment. And so people could leverage that. So they worked a 30-hour week to get six hours of unemployment. They could go work 10 hours somewhere else and actually make money on it. That's the only thing we ever did that, that looked like a layoff of letting a good person go. It kept accelerating more and more this thing of continuous improvement. So as we improved the company, it would eliminate jobs. So you, that's what you want to do is you want to eliminate jobs. 
And I told people that uh, people were afraid that if they improved things, it w- they would eliminate their job. And I told people, if you eliminate your job, I will give your job to the person who won't. So if people were stubborn and wouldn't eliminate their jobs, I would let them go. And then, and it always worked out. We never, I never knowingly had to let a good person go. And we had ways of defining who was a good person. We had our, our um, there, were, there were four drama, drugs, defects, dishonesty, and safety violations that we'd let people go for. We had ways of rating people, their character, their levels of competency, how well they took correction, how they, how they fit the culture. So we actually had some form of metrics for measuring this. And we just had a lot of different policies for, for that. And so it, we never did, even though it got scary, we, we never did let a good person go. Well, there was, and when I came up with a, a saying during that, that time, uh, during that 2007 debacle, and I said, um, I'm firing your attitude, but you can stay. <laughs> so we fired attitudes. Yeah. And if somebody had a bad attitude, I'd say, your attitude has to leave, but you can stay. Mm-hmm. But if you want to keep your attitude, then you have to leave. Yeah. And so we, we, we kept people, but some people did, they ended up going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so, so fast forward to, to, to the COVID, what happened during COVID is uh, there was um, a huge dip in work coming our way. So we like to follow leading indicators that'll tell us, you know, these things are publicly available. Whatever industry you're in, there are things like, like for example, the housing market always was a leading indicator that the housing market would drop before the commercial market would drop. And whatever business you're in, there's a leading indicator that says, this is when this happens, then your business is going to go up or down. So that we had a leading indicator that we went by. And we knew that in, in because of COVID in six to nine months, we were going to be almost out of work. And, and, and we were going to drop down to nothing. So I stood up to the company and I said, um, my Christianity doesn't stop here. I'm not going to say you're on your own. If we go down, we're going to go down together. Fortunately, there were a lot of government, um, I forget what they call it, but there were, there were government incentives that we were given to help us through this, to, to help pay people, even though it was going through a tough time. So that happened. We also experienced a miracle from one of our customers where they gave us a couple of million dollars worth of work to carry us through. Uh, but there was still some struggling going on. Uh, there, were, there were several. We did say is that uh, we're not going to let a good person go, but we will accelerate our, our firing practices that if you are causing drama, mm-hmm. if you are doing drugs, if you are causing defects, if you're violating safety, if, if, uh, uh, if, you're, if, you're, if we catch you with dis- dishonesty, drama, drugs, dishonesty, and defects and safety, we're going to warn you quicker and we're going to let you go quicker. So we just accelerated what we were already doing. Yeah. And, and, and it, a lot of people didn't get the overtime they needed. A lot of the guys, people working for us, uh, had criminal records. They had children out of wedlock that they were supporting. So it was tough for them. 
So, uh, but we kept them. We kept them going, and there were some things that happened. There were uh, some ways that uh, we could put them to work outside of our company and use the payroll, which I thought was really good. Mm-hmm. And, and somehow, even though it was painful, miraculously, we made it through. Yeah. And as far as I know, we never let a good person go. Uh, around Christmas time, we, uh, it was one of my sons actually came up with the idea. I thought it was brilliant. I just so proud of my sons for doing this. Uh, we, we had to have a COVID Christmas party, which meant we couldn't invite any family members. And over Christmas, we, uh, we stood up, I stood up and we stood up and we off, we gave them a cash bonus. Well, it wasn't really a bonus. We said, this is not a bonus. We're not making money. We're losing money. But we're giving you this because we know you're struggling and we're struggling. And so we're going to struggle together. And, and this, is, this is more of a gift to help you through hard times while we're going through hard times. And, and you could just feel the, the sacred silence, the sacred moment when we shared that. And, and I know we bought a lot of a lot of loyalty in the company because we did that. A lot of people thanked me for that. But it was just, first of all, we have to decide ahead of time, where does my Christianity stop? Mm. Wow. If, you don't, if you say that there is, it doesn't stop. If, if you've already decided, well, when we get to this point, I'm going to stop being a Christian, then, then you will. Or if you decide, when my marriage gets to this point, I'm bailing out. You have to decide. There are certain things that you decide that there is no bailout, there is no way out except death, and and that we don't have the right to take our own life. Because I can tell you, sometimes it got so dark that the temptation to take my life was there. It was great. But just believing in God that it was his decision whether I take my life, whether I live or die, right. that's what kept me going and spending time in prayer and with God. Uh, I had a good friend back in, I think it was 2010, who wasn't a Jesus follower, but the, the pressures of business got too great, and he took his life. And, and in fact, there were, there were two of my friends, business owners, and, and during hard times, the, the temptation to take your life is greater. The temptation to self-medicate with alcohol or drugs or having an affair is, is great. And so... I just was determined that my Christianity doesn't stop here, that I'm still going to care about my people and I'm not going to let good people go. And I'm not going to turn aside to violating my marriage or self-medicating or becoming an alcoholic, taking my life or whatever that is. So, yeah, so that's how, how we handled tough times. And, and, and I've always said that the leader goes first. He needs to be the first one to apologize he needs to be the first one to be humble. And he also needs to be an example of what it's like to endure pain, the pain of hardship, and not just go into, like we talked about, self-protection mode, not go into self-protection mode. The most dangerous thing a leader can do is go into self-preservation mode because he will unknowingly do things to harm his, his people. That's right. And so, yeah, it's painful to be a leader. The, the pain can be excruciating, but uh, thankfully we've got uh, somebody who could, who showed us an example of how to endure pain and keep going and keep loving. Love is the, the greatest thing we can do during 
a time of pain, faith, hope, and love, hoping for a better day and, and seeing a vision of a better day and, and just staying together, leaning on each other and, and keeping to get each other together. So, yeah, my Christianity doesn't stop here, and that's how we endured tough times. That's so rich. It's so so rich. And uh, for those of you listening that, that are leaders of companies or organizations, uh, we'd love to hear the story uh, if you've endured tough times or how you got through COVID or how you got through a particularly, particularly difficult era or season, uh, if you've been able to weather that storm, we'd love to hear some of the things that you've done um, and, and some different things that seem to work for you. That's one thing that I, I know that we're really, we're, we're always improving, continuous improvement, and, and we can always learn and grow from each other. And so we would love interaction uh, from all those of you listening, um, and we'll do our best to get back in touch with you. But go to our website, philcohen.co, send us a message uh, on the contact form there, and, and just share your story with us because we'd love to hear uh, how you've been able to handle tough times. And maybe you didn't. Maybe you didn't handle it very well. Maybe, maybe you went through a tough time and it buried you or uh, you felt like you failed. Um, and maybe you've gotten back up or maybe you haven't. Maybe this is the encouragement you need to keep on going. Yeah. There were, there were times when I didn't do it right. And, yeah. and uh, I, I, I gave second chances to a lot of my employees, but mm-hmm. I had asked them to give me a second chance sometimes because mm-hmm. I screwed up. Mm-hmm. So I want to finish with this. When, when the COVID thing happened, um, the very first thing that came to my mind was Psalm 1. And I shared it with the employees that, um, it says that, that those who delight in the law of the Lord are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. So if, if, my, if, if I was a tree and I was, I was planted along a riverbank, which to me is interpreting that I spend time in the Bible yeah. and I spend time with people who spend time in the Bible, mm-hmm. that what I'm drinking from, my root system is drinking from not what's going on in this world, but drinking from the Bible, that that's what, where I get my nourishment from, then, then it's, it promises that I'll bear fruit in each season. Yeah. Was COVID a season? It definitely was. So it promised me that I would bear fruit even during COVID. And, it, and, and that's all I had was that promise, that if I stayed in the Word, and, and that's where, where I, I was drinking from. And then it says that those who sit in the seat of the scornful, that, that they won't do that. Blessed are those who don't sit in the sea of the scornful. So I said, one thing we must not do now is start complaining. We've got to find ways to be grateful. We've got to find ways to be positive because when you start complaining and start blaming each other, you suck the oxygen out and you actually become blind and you can't see the opportunities that are in front of you. And so by being grateful... And by just tapping into good, healthy nourishment from the Bible, from each other, good, good words of encouragement from each other, that we made it through. We made it through COVID. Mm. Yeah, so you can't avoid a, a pain and adversity and disappointment in life, betrayal. Sometimes it's going to be you that screwed up. You, you, did, you did something wrong. You, you, you violated a, a, a principle and, and you have to reap for it, whether you did it ignorantly or knowingly, or sometimes it's done to you, or sometimes it just happens. But there, there's ways to get through it. 
so that you, you had the least amount of, of damage. And, and the, like this morning, as we were talking about uh, sowing into what you want, not sowing into what's coming at you. So you, you can't, if, if you want peace, you can't sow chaos and expect peace to come out of it. You have to sow seeds of peace to get peace, the, the fruit of peace to come out of it. So you need to sow, sow into what you want, the outcome you want, not sow into what's happening right now, not react to what's happening right now, but sow into what you want, the outcome you want. And so, like I, I told a friend of mine who's, whose daughter was suicidal, instead of telling her to stop being suicidal, I said, you need to bring love where love isn't. You need to sow into the outcome you want, and that gives you the best shot at getting that outcome rather than just reacting to what's going on. Yeah, I was just going to say, it's like you're, you're not being reactionary. You're not reacting. You're responding to a symptom. Right. right. You, yeah. You, you find that if you're feeling depressed or dark, then you look at that and, well, that's a symptom of something deep that's going on inside of me. And if I react to it and try to uh, medicate it or try to fix it, it's just going to get worse. Hey, you just sit, if you just sit there and eat carbs and, right. and, and watch sad TV programs and yeah. close the blinds, but you sow into what you want. You go outside, take a walk, get out in nature, call a friend, yeah. make a gratitude list. Mm. Um, oh, that's good. Just sow into what you want, not where you're at. That's very good. Don't let it overtake you. Yeah. That's such a good encouragement. That is, uh, it's so practical for everyday living. And of course it applies to, to business uh, growth and business life. But, um, you know, I'm sure there's probably a lot of pain out there. And especially in the post-COVID, there's a lot of confusion still. There's still a lot of, of wondering. And I don't know when you're listening to this podcast, uh, I don't know what year it is or, you know, how far down the road we are, but, um, you know, there, I'm sure that there's been, you've experienced pain, you've experienced disappointment, you've experienced tough times. Maybe you've seasoned it well, maybe you haven't. Um, but the hope is, and I, I love that word from Psalm 1, when you are planted like a tree by rivers of living water, that your roots go deep and, and drink of the water of, uh, I like how you said, it's not drinking of the natural world, but it's drinking of the word. Yeah, drinking which is, from the news and the yeah, exactly all that and yep, and and letting negativity. those things yeah, letting the news. You need and, to know the news, but yeah, yeah, but getting so sucked into the social media, you know, rat race and and all of the yeah, you know, all the the panicked news and the big announcements of the big terrible things that are about to happen, and it's. Uh, it, it makes your heart sick and it makes it so like you, like you said, you, your vision is, is skewed or you, you're blinded by it and you get caught up in chasing, tr looking for hope, looking for answers when the Lord gave us all the answers in his word. Mm -hmm. And we can, we can find hope and respite and peace in his word. And not only that, we can actually find practical application. And, and with each other too, by Absolutely. encouraging each other. So yep. it goes back to that we gospel that, mm -hmm. that we need to be encouraging each other and looking out for each other. Yeah, very good. Thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Please do go to the website, philcohen.co and reach out to us. Uh, we have lots of resources on the website as well. And we are looking forward to hearing from you, hearing your story 
and uh, getting to know you a little bit more and seeing how we can pray with you, uh, encourage you, and possibly even sow into your business, your personal life, and helping you to make your, your family better, ultimately. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Healthy Leaders Podcast as we journey together toward healthy biblical leadership. If you're facing a particular challenge in your organization, please visit healthy-leaders.org. We would love to help you lead your organization to health.